what day it is. Alright. <laughs> day 94. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors Podcast. My name is Keith. I'm John. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right, all right. All right, my guy John is back there here, There we go, man. back. Hey, back. man, it's always a pleasure to have Thank to you. grace us with your presence, oh, brother. man, <laughs> Easter week, preparing yeah. for that in the midst of yeah. traveling, all that stuff. Nah. I could have been on here just winging it, but I'm like, <laughs> nah, let me <laughs> yeah, make sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a great point that you make there, Keith. Yeah. yeah. So, glad to be back. Yeah, uh, still in the thick of the Psalms, bro. No, I missed good. Psalm 32. I was so mad. That's your joint. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. My yeah. Joint. I might have stole a couple of your lines. Uh, you got it. Sermons. I know. <laughs> yeah, so Psalm 33 All right. is a hymn, H I M N, to him. Yeah. H I M. Right? Ah, bar. <laughs> yeah, bar. <laughs> and it's primarily talking about creation, bro. Yeah. And one of the dope things about the Bible. Every time it talks about God as creator, yeah. it's always in a context of praise. Right, 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 right. Because God is a creator, Psalm 95, 148, Hebrews 1, Colossians 1, right? Every time. Because God is creator, that should be like, it's an impetus to praise him. Right. The reflex of our soul. Not yeah. just knowing that we're saved, but knowing we're created. That everything that is, yeah. is part of God's creation. We should praise him. And listen, the hymns of, of the Psalms. Yeah. I like a Tyler Perry movie. Ah, uh, come on. You see one? <laughs> yeah, you see them all. <laughs> the hymns, they're going to start out praising God. Yeah. They're going to give you reasons why you should right. praise God. Right. Then another call to praise God. Right. All the hymns and the Psalms are like yeah. that. Yeah. And this one does the same. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I love too, because yeah, in verse 10 to 12, what you see is this, you know, he brings out this stuff. God is powerful, mm -hmm. but then his point's going to be like, yo, God is powerful and the happiest people mm. are his people. Yeah. The happiest people are his people. The people that are on his team, right? Mm. 13 to 17, it's mm. him saying, from God's standpoint, God's like, I see you. Yeah. Verse 18 to 19, it's God saying, I see you, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that one phrase can be either a threat mm. or a promise. Right. Mm -hmm. For people that do the wrong thing, right? You remember when your mom and dad can say, I see you. I see you. Yeah. You're not getting away with it. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's 13 to 17. It's a message of dread. Mm. He wants them to know, listen, y'all aren't getting away with nothing. Mm. 18 to 19, though, is God saying to the person that has dread inflicted on them, Yeah. I see you. Mm. It's a message of comfort. It's a promise to reverse the effects of misfortune yeah. and so i love how the joint ends because psalm 33 reminds us this is how we wait while we wait on god to set things right mm. we wait by adoring god mm. not by merely agonizing or not by merely agonizing yeah. about our surroundings yeah. and i say merely agonizing because we can still agonize mm. on things that go on as Jesus did in the garden. That was a time of agony. Mm. However, that wasn't all that he did. Yeah. Right? He's still like, no, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. Mm. And even in the agony of the cross, mm. his final words were, yo, God, into your hands, I commit my spirit. Yeah. I trust you. I adore you. I'm on your team. Agony's not the final word, even if it is a long stretch. But I love that part of the end. Like, I see you and I see you. You're not going to get away mm. 
with it and God saying, I'm not going to leave you down in that pit. Yeah. And I love, yeah. love what you uh, brought up there, bro. Cause it's like, you know, God creates the world, but he also creates a people, right? right? He creates a people for himself. I think earlier in the Psalm, one of the other things that was dope to me, he says, uh, he loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full. The mm. earth is full of the Lord's unfailing love. Right. And that's an interesting way to say something, bro, about mm. creation. And it reminds me of what St. Augustine said. He said that the Lord loved creation into existence. Mm. That it's something about looking at creation where now I experience the love of God in a unique way. Even like even non-Christians, right? Yes, though. And so another thing though, too, is that the external acts of God, bro, yeah. reveal the internal nature of God. Mm. So you see that with the love he right. talks about. But also he talks about how God creates yeah. through his word and through his spirit. Right. And mm. we know that God is Father, mm. Son, and Spirit, the Holy Trinity. And um, yeah, like all that God does re helps reveal who God is. And I think that's just something uh, that this psalm was helping me see as well. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Psalm 34, bro. Yeah. Uh, you know, the goodness of God is meant to be experienced, not just explained. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The goodness yeah. of God, it's not just meant to be explained with no. platitudes, God is good. It's meant to be experienced. And I love it because even before he gets to the taste and see God is good, mm -hmm. he doesn't just spend his time talking about the goodness of God in a general way. He's not just teaching about the doctrine of God, he's given a testimony. He's mm. like, nah, look, this is what God has done for me. This is what I've mm. seen. This is what I've, I've, I've. And then on the heel of that testimony and experience, then the application comes. And it's, mm. right, the psalmist wanting to influence us yeah, that's good. From, our, from his experience with God mm. and not just his ideas or explanations mm. of God. And so I love this psalm because it's rich, it's personal it is the prime song for you to fill in the gaps with the details of your own life listen it's so dope so another i feel like jay-z bro <laughs> right um giving you a million dollars worth of game nine, nine, nine. i give y'all too much for free anyway uh psalm eight or not psalm eight verse eight of this uh psalm taste and see that the word is good right how happy right is the person who takes refuge there's in. that word again listen absolutely so yeah th th that that was something i forgot yeah. so happy is all throughout csb translate ha translates translates it happy i'm so excited um, but it's also blessed. It's this flourishing. Um, but one of the marks, distinguishing marks of the Psalms and poetry in the Bible is parallelism. Mm, yeah. Right? So the lines are connected. They this have a relationship. Yeah. So when he says, taste and see that the Lord is good, fam, like who, he, he follows it up to show that tasting and seeing that the Lord is good, you will have a blessed or happy life. Mm. Like that is what comes from experiencing the goodness and graciousness of God. I think it's Martin Lloyd-Jones said, bro, we need more happy Christians. Right, right, right. <laughs> like right. people need to see like, right. oh, like you've experienced the grace of God. That's why you have this blessed, yeah. like this disposition, this happy, right. joyful disposition about who God is. And it's so good. Like like you said, bro, like, and then this is the, the, the context through which obedience comes. Right, Because First right. Peter 2 is going to be like, yo, yo, yo. If you've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, oh, I hope like yeah. be holy as He is. <laughs> right. like, that's why we right. do what He says because right. we've seen and tasted right. that this is a good God. Right. He's given us everything we have, and and we have like we just want to please Him yeah. because of how good He is to us. And I love that you said you know He's given us every good thing that He has. Right? Yeah. How do we know? Sometimes people are eager to share. 
and you're like, yo, you're so eager to share. What else do you have there, right? Mm, like, mm. you got to be withholding something good if you're just going to give me freely all of the things that I see. Well, yeah. God's not like that. And how do we know? Because God gave us his very son. And Amen. if God's going to give us his very son, like Paul's going to say, yo, do you really think that he's going to withhold something else if he gave you that which was utterly mm. beautiful, the most valuable thing in the world. We almost done with our time. This we only halfway heat. through. This song's like, heat. Sheesh, this heat. Fire. <laughs> so excited, <laughs> man. <laughs> it's so much here, bro. I, I got to hit the end of Psalm 34. Do it, do it. Because he it. talks about adversity. So, yeah. so we tend to think, oh, taste and seen that the Lord is good. I obey. Uh -huh. Life is going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. No. He's like, hey, essentially what he says, I don't have time to read it. The righteous aren't kept from adversity but they are kept in the midst of adversity, mm. right? Then he goes to the end, gives us a gospel nugget. He says this, he says this talking, talking about the righteous, he protects all his bones. Mm. Not one of them is broken. Mm. The gospel of John is going to pick this joint up and say it applied to Jesus. Right. Right? It's going to say, and literally, none of Jesus' bones was broken, right? Yeah. On, on uh, Good Friday. Right. When he dies. And so... What this psalm is essentially saying is that we can trust the Lord. The Lord had his hand on Christ even when Christ was taking the sin of the world, bro. And so, and so, bro, listen. Look at how the rest of it pans out. Yep. yep. Evil brings death to the wicked. Yes. And those who hate the righteous will be punished. Yes. The Lord redeems the life of Amen. his servant. Amen. And all who take refuge in him will not be punished. But wait a minute. If God punishes the guilty mm. and there is a way to avoid punishment mm -hmm. look the way to avoid the punishment of god yeah. is not about perfection yeah because that would elude all of us it's mm. about taking refuge in god mm -hmm. who although he was not wicked took the punishment of the wicked that's how these things are, are held together jesus yeah. christ stands in our place mm -hmm. absolutely yeah. bro he had his hand on him for us. Right. Now he has his hand on us because of him. Mm. And that's the best way I think we should think about suffering. Jesus put uh put suffering into his proper perspective for Christians, those who follow him. Psalm 35, lament. Yeah. Basic thought. God's righteousness leads him to come rescue his people. Right. Thanks be to God that he doesn't come rescue me because of my righteousness. Right. I listen, let me tell you how I know I ain't righteous. I've been married about a year and a half almost. <laughs> My wife has told me to fix this fan <laughs> for the last year and a half. And thanks be to God, this Thursday, somebody's actually coming out. Right? right. I know that I, I can't even get a fan fixed on time. So yeah. I know that I don't have the righteousness to call on God mm. to come and rescue me when I get myself or right. if I find myself in a situation. He has to be righteous. In the Bible, Romans, all the other texts in the scripture are going to say like, no, God saved us because of his right, right, righteousness. Right. And so um, the psalmist is going to call out here and He's going to ask like, yo, like, Lord, prove yourself righteous in my situation uh, because I need you and I can't get my my way out. Right. Yeah. And in verse 90 shifts, then I will rejoice in the Lord. Right. I will delight in his deliverance. And it's so interesting, bro. It's so much in this Psalm too. But again, in the Old Testament, being saved from it, enemies was how salvation was thought of right. for them. And it's the same thing for us now. Right. Just that our enemy is you know, the enemy of our souls, Satan himself, and the Lord has come mm. and showed his righteousness by saving us from our ultimate enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Well. 36. Um, so good. Uh, yeah. Comparison between the character 
actions and traits of the wicked and then the goodness, love, and attributes of God. Right. And he talks about the wicked, but then he goes and talks about the love of God in the end. And at the end of the day, like God's love is the lens through which we ought to see all of life. Right. Right. Lord, your faithful love reaches to heaven. Your faithfulness to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the highest mountains, right? Your judgments like the deepest seas. And I love the metaphors he uses, bro. Like he can't, he, he like God is so big and so expansive for him that he can't talk about one part of God without talking about the other part. Right. He talks about his love and it goes into his righteousness and right. he talks about his righteousness and it goes into his love. And um, at the end of the day, God's love is not like human love, right? right? His love isn't blinding. Right. We think we get in love with somebody and it's blinding. And so right. we start making stupid decisions for him, right? But the Lord's love isn't like that. It's not blinding in such a way um, that it leads him to make bad decisions, but it leads him to still be perfectly righteous yeah. uh, as he is for us as his people. Yeah. yeah, Bro, I love five and six in Psalm 36. And you may not see this if your Bible is right in front of you, but as it talks about the love of God, mm -hmm. right? Spatially, it's going to talk about height and depth, yep, right? Yep, yep. Versus 10, Right. Mm -hmm. It's going to talk about width. Right. Mm. So it's like, Lord, it's higher than the clouds. Right. And so he's like, God, as high and as big, as tall as it is, yeah. spread it lengthwise mm. over me, mm. protect me, make sure that yeah, there's no way for me to get up out of it and no way for anybody else to get in. And it's just, man, the comfort and the shelter that exists in the love of God is something that is, uh, bigger and more expansive than we can imagine the the thing I, I love that comfort shelter and also i would add man satisfaction absolutely god's love satisfies verse eight they are filled from the abundance of your house you let them drink from your refreshing stream amen man bro the satisfaction that god's love can give to you can come from no other place right how foolish of us right to think that we can get what god can give from other human beings right right how many of us believe in our longing for you know a companion or a spouse right yeah which is not bad right that we will ultimately have something to satisfy us the text wants to say that it can only come from the god who made yeah. you this is what you need to know about the song right <laughs> yo you serve a good god yeah you serve a good god you serve a good god Amen. god is good mm. i know life is hard i know things are going bad yeah. right now and those yeah. things can lead you to believe that you serve a medium god mm. a okay mm. god or a mm. bad god you do not serve an average mm. god you serve a very very yeah. good god yeah. and that's reason for you yeah. to rejoice even if you don't feel it right now there's going to be a date and a time Amen. where the love of god overwhelms you so and the only regret that you'll have at that point is that i've wasted so much time lamenting yeah. a God of my uh, imagination. You serve a good God. Rest in that today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the fact that you are good. You're better than we can imagine. You're uh, more forgiving, more loving. You're stronger. You're a better protector than we could hope for. I pray today that we would rest in that satisfaction and our obedience would come as a result of being completely satisfied in you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. 